0: Thanks for listening, and I hope you will be inspired. Rona is a product marketing manager at TikTok. She graduated with a degree, marketing degree from Howard University. And after that, she decided to explore a different career path and moved to South Africa. She was there for about eight years. Um, she worked at a design agency, launched her own brand consultancy. And after eight years, she made a pivot into tech. Now, Rona attended Columbia Business School while working in product marketing. She worked for big brands like Spotify, IBM, Unilever, others. And today she's at TikTok. And Rona, I am so excited to be speaking with you today.
1: Thanks, Lori. Thank you for having me.
0: Well, fantastic. I know we're actually, you're in Jamaica. We've got like, you know, a great round the globe kind of thing where it's speaking to here. Um, why don't we start like I always do on Inspiring Women with what are you doing today? What is your day-to-day in your current role at TikTok?
1: Well, today I'm working for the beach. As you mentioned, I'm in Jamaica, which is nice. But yeah, I'm I'm actually a senior product marketing manager at TikTok. I've been there for about a year and a half, and I cover our branded hashtag challenge.
0: What, what does that mean? And, I, and I've actually watched a number of both your podcasts and interviews that you've done, Rona. I mean, it seems like you're really trying to build brands and do it from a business angle. I am not a TikTok user. I'm not into doing the little dances and figuring out how to go viral, although I'd love some tips, but you're on the business end.
1: Yes. Yeah. So I work on the advertising side of the business. So I, you know, work with the team that's helping brands land their own kind of identities and connect with users on the platform. So the branded hashtag challenge is one of our marquee products is probably one of the most unique products that we have. And uh, effectively, you know, advertisers get a chance to create different concepts and engage with a community of users on TikTok and and get them to participate and co-create with with their brands. Um, And we get Crazy numbers. I mean, we're, we're seeing like 2 billion views for, for one campaign. So it's really a unique product. But yeah, on the advertising side of the house, we, we work directly with the monetization teams and help advertisers, you know, activate on TikTok.
0: Well, I really want to sort of dive into a little bit of this combination of technology and social media and marketing. But before we head into that, Rona, I want to back up and get a little bit more about your background. So you started with a degree from Howard, then you moved to South Africa, then you, after years there, starting your own company, then coming back and going into business school and pivoting to tech. Can you walk us through a little bit of the career journey and some of those choices? along the way.
1: Sure. It's it's always crazy hearing other people talk about my story
0: because it it is kind of an adventure.
1: But just to back up in terms of like how I ended up in South Africa. So, you know, you mentioned I went to Howard. My my best friend is an American girl who actually grew up in South Africa. And she invited me to go visit the country. This was back in like December 2008, going into 2009. We were supposed to go for, for vacation for New Year's Eve. I went there, and honestly, I loved it. I changed my flight to return to the States like three times. I did not want to come back. I just really fell in love with with Cape Town, Johannesburg, Durban, and and being in a place where I was part of the majority, which was a really unique experience, being around Black enterprising people, really building a, a new and innovative economy. And it was just really inspiring for me. So after I graduated that following May 2009, I I decided this was a place where I wanted to be. So I actually moved to South Africa instead of facing the housing crisis and moving to New York to work in Madison Ave. Like I, I thought, maybe let me try something different. And if I succeed, fantastic, like great. If it doesn't work out, like no one will know, no one will care. You know, it's so far away. Like what's the worst that can happen? So I took that risk. I moved to South Africa. I ended up working at a design and branding agency first. As an account manager, worked my app to the head of client services and ended up pitching and working with companies like South African Airways and Ghana Oil and worked along like Nigeria and West and Ghana as well. But eventually I realized, you know, I'm, I'm working within this small business. I feel like I'm doing so much. I'm stretched. I have like 10 different roles. I can kind of do this on my own. So I thought, you know, let me start my own company. So I started Brand Pulse. So I was a brand consultant and did everything from helping founders and small businesses with their business plans, create their corporate identities, create their first website, create their first campaigns, help them design their, their offices, etc and recruit, you know, and recruit customers as well as also working with telcos and helping them source content and you know, entertainment content for their mobile mobile networks. And, you know, I kind of dabbled in other things along the way, tried and failed to launch a music streaming service. But yeah, all of those, those different experiments led me to realize that I really just love working with friends and and helping them realize themselves in different ways and and working with with founders and, and musicians and artists and also helping them monetize their ideas. So all of that kind of led me to realize, you know, it's, time to come back to the U.S. I had spent eight years in South Africa, and I really just wanted to upskill and re-enter the U.S. market and thought, what better way to do that than going to business school? You know, I can gain a new network, try different things, and really figure out, like, what am I trying to do here? And give myself that two years to just really focus inward. So that's what I did. I went to Columbia Business School, had the time of my life. I learned so much. It was truly a transformative experience. And while there, I interned at Spotify. I was a PMM intern, and you know, eventually after I graduated, what July 2020, I, I landed my my gig at TikTok. So it was kind of it's it's been a bit of a roller coaster, but I think ultimately, um, I just have been trusting my instincts along the way.
0: Well, it also sounds it, it sounds a bit like a storybook. So I want to sort of dig into a couple of these things here. So um, first of all, being inspired by people from a vacation, and then having the I don't know, courage to just say, hey, this is the community that I want to be around, other Black entrepreneurial, enterprising individuals, creativity, having artists and founders be the types of people that inspire you, and then having the courage to start your own business. Now 40% of new businesses are started by women, so that's not necessarily a small number, but you know, at a young age to be able to do that seems like it comes with some courage and everything else. So Rona, as, as you you think about those things did you have a career vision for yourself when you started out or are you just learning it along the way you say you're trusting your instincts but did you have early instincts that sort of led you to a direction just wanted to get a little bit more on that
1: it's hard to say that I had like a big vision I mean I started off as a biology major at Howard so I thought I was going to be a plastic surgeon or dermatologist I later realized, oh, I think I, I don't really love my science classes as much as I should to, to, to really end up in the medical field. So what do I love? You know, I started off as a dancer. I started with ballet, tap and jazz. So I've always been within art. you know, the artistic field within the fine arts community and thought, well, maybe I should start a dance studio one day. So what do I need to do that? So I went and studied business. So that thought that was kind of like a catch-all for, for me to figure out what I wanted to do and, and eventually start, a, again, a fine art studio. So no, I when I graduated from Howard, I really wasn't sure what I wanted to do. But as I worked at this design and brand agency and as I worked within the advertising space, I realized I actually really loved it. I got to lean into my, my desire to understand people, what drives them, what gets them to buy things and do things. So the real consumer behavior behind advertising and, and the psychology behind advertising, I just started to really enjoy. And, and it's kind of just led me to this idea of being a leading woman in marketing and entertainment. So that's kind of like the broad vision. I think as I work within like tech and with with startups, I've also realized that helping artists and brands and creators monetize and sustain their careers is actually something that I really, really love to do. It just makes me happy. So why not make money doing their So, yeah, I don't have like a huge career vision, but I I see myself working alongside creators in the long term.
0: And you're doing it, and it seems like you've done it in a couple different, um, already a couple different angles, and now obviously at TikTok. So when you've had these different sort of opportunities to pursue a next thing or move as you're learning that this is an area you want to focus in, how do you determine when it's the right time to make a pivot or make a move or pursue sort of a next thing? What's that process for you in terms of when you know it's the right time? And similarly, have you ever had the chance to have an opportunity? Opportunity, and then you turned it down because it was not the right one for you at that time.
1: Yeah, I think it's you have to just check in with yourself along the way, right? So I will have a five year plan, like I'll write it every couple of years and update it. But I always give myself permission to make. So in terms of pivoting, it's it's important to see how you're feeling. Are you growing in your current role? Is it giving you what you need? You know, I ask myself those kind of questions: Am I am I challenged? Am I learning? Do I see upward mobility, or do I see an opportunity to to grow a particular area or business or myself? And if I feel as though I'm not no longer getting that from my certain situation, job, client, etc., then I know it's time to make some changes. For me, I've I think going back to school was probably one of the biggest pivots I made. You know, having had my own company, I was running it for years and. Obviously, you're giving up a lot by making such a drastic change. But I think at that time, I realized it was what I needed to really get to the next level in my career, especially in a developed market. So I think, again, just asking yourself those questions, like, where are you trying to go? Do you see the, the path to get you there? And if you know if, if your current position is not, if you can't see around the corner, then maybe you need to make a change. And I think consulting your work, too, is important to do that. You shouldn't have to do it all on your own.
0: And when you're building your own business, I mean that's like business school, you know, in real time on the fly. So to make a choice to go back to business school, that is a pivot, um, and a thoughtful one at that. Rona, as you um, again along the way, and I like this description you just gave to yourself of of an, intending to be a leading woman in in marketing and entertainment. With that as perhaps a vision for yourself as what you are today and what you intend to be um, ongoing, who inspires you? Do you have a coach, a mentor? What? Who are the types of people? Or do you have somebody that's like, this is who I'm really aiming to be more like?
1: Yeah, there are many. I, I, I'd first have to say like my parents inspire me. My parents are Antiguans, They are born and raised in Antigua and they migrated to the U.S. and they have definitely given me a lot of the tools as immigrants, as people of the world to just go and go to places, transplant yourself to a new space and, and just create. I think their ability to do that um, has really inspired me. When I look at outward to like the industry, there are definitely people that I look to that happen to be women um, as a source of inspiration to me. And I one of those women is Bozama St. John, you know, the CMO of Netflix. I think the way she's navigated her career when being a, you know, a truly authentic woman disrupting the industry has been a huge inspiration for me. The fact that she's a Ghanaian woman and she wears that with pride. She wears her heritage with pride. I think that has given me permission to wear my hair natural. You know, I think it makes me, I feel most confident with my hair natural or with braids or to do whatever I want. Little things like that. Seeing yourself represented has been, has been a real gift. I'd say you know, I don't have many mentors and coaches, but I do have some that I, I've kind of claimed as my own, whether they know it or not. Danielle Lee, who's now the head of the fan experiences at Warner, is an incredible mentor to me. She actually gave me my first internship at Spotify when she um, kind of led the entire ad solutions business there. And yeah, she's just been an incredible partner in terms of just guiding me from here, you know, here and there, giving me advice. But also, you know, I I don't I I would have to say I've thought about it lately, like maybe I should hire a coach because I've been having this need to fill certain gaps. And I think a coach could help get me there. So, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm on the lookout.
0: Well, th- there are definitely things to look at. And by the way, like Badass Boz, um, who I follow yep. too, is uh, incredible, amazing, and um, incredibly inspiring. I think that she has a lot of wisdom um, to, to offer. So, not a good person to sort of model your own um, career path after, I'll say that. You know, Rona, you've also, um, what I've just in your background, some of the things that I've watched that you have done, you've talked about about surrounding yourself with other people who inspire you. I know at Columbia, it was important for you to be part of the Black Business Student Association. Today at TikTok, you're one of the leaders of the Black Employee Resource Group. So can you talk about like why those groups are important, why you value them, why they're important for you to be a part of them?
1: Of course, I think it's important to build community wherever you go. And I think that's especially true as you know, as a woman, as a woman of color, where you tend to be in spaces where you're a part of the, a small community where you're underrepresented. So that's definitely something that I, I, I find very important. I mean, at, while at Columbia Business School, I definitely had a bit of a culture shock after spending, you know, eight years in South <laughs> yeah. Africa. You'd imagine, you know, I'm back in school. I'm like, what is going on? How do I navigate this very foreign and unusual space? And remember, I also went to Howard before, before for my, my college experience. So I really wasn't familiar with like the do's and don'ts of navigating an Ivy League school. So I, I definitely needed my tribe. So I, I, I looked for those different groups. And those groups were pretty intuitively like the Africa Business Club, the Black Business Student Association as well as the Media Management Association. And I, and I leaned into those groups to, to just kind of find community and also to to just find people with similar interests with people that could give me the, the unwritten rules and just kind of help uplift me when I was stressed out, you know, because it's a very stressful experience in business school. But, you know, even with, with TikTok, you know, I got there and it's still a pretty young company. So there wasn't like a really fleshed out um you know employee resource group or and there was there was well, there was an affinity group when I first joined but I thought it was really important like to bring us all together especially in a virtual world so you know I haven't stepped foot in an office yet everything that I've done with the company is has been virtual so it was just really important to, to get there to create like happy hours for us on zoom to create ways for us to just like connect and share and not feel alone because it can be a bit isolating when you're working from home especially you know, as a minority. So yeah, I think going to places and if you don't see what you're looking for, just give yourself permission to create it. And I think that's what I try to do wherever I go
0: well creating community for for you know dealing with those types of things you're trying to navigate and stress is a big one right you know as we're in this pandemic as we're all getting used to virtual as the new normal you know what does that look like and you know you know there are definitely some positives the losing of human contact in ways that is just you know socially difficult sometimes to navigate important things that you're trying to do in work that's just fantastic that you're um you know putting the personal effort towards those extra things Um, that are helpful, probably not just for you, but so many others to participate in those groups. Just Wonderful. So I want to talk a little bit about being a Black woman in tech. Um, the numbers there. You know what they are. They're not fantastic. You're one of not enough. Um, and there's also some, you know, I've read some things Forbes recently talking about the streaming platforms being quite helpful, actually, to giving voice to different um, communities, communities of color, and the like. So you've been at TikTok for a little bit now, and you've been on, um, you've been involved in other sort of you know big social platform types of companies so what are you seeing what are you you experiencing what are you seeing are there reasons to be positive are you finding these efforts around dei not enough i'm just curious as to what your experience is
1: yeah i think um like you said the streaming platforms have definitely been democratizing content and definitely diversifying content and that's been something I've been really excited to see, I mean, the fact that the number one Netflix original show, Squid Games, just took off the way that it did, and it's a Korean film, it's not even in English, and somehow it's captured the entire world, that's really exciting to me, the fact that the song of the summer essence is by Wizkid, Kid, a Nigerian artist that I've been following for the past 10 years, you know, so I do think that the access to, to streaming platforms has been, has been incredible um, and definitely empowering different artists from all over the world to share their, their arts and their craft. Of course, there's more we can do as businesses to diversify our products, to diversify our workforce. So when you have the representation internally, you obviously see it also in the products and in the communities and in the audiences you're able to reach. So I think that's something that I'd like to continue to see be developed. Um, I think at TikTok, it's definitely a priority. At least it's been communicated that DEI is something that we want to ground ourselves on and measure ourselves on as a business. You know, I can say as as an employee, one of the things I was kind of curious about was like, what are we doing to attract more Black talent? you know, so it's one thing if we're mobilizing, creating these activities, so we have community, but what are we doing to open the door and increase our pipeline? So one of the things I proposed to executive leadership was to have a historically Black colleges and universities program, right, an HBCU pipelining program, and that's something that, fortunately, we're getting off the ground. I mean, we had our first HBCU uh, open house and recruitment event uh, about two weeks ago, and it was a, a huge success, so we're, we're clearly trying to increase our our black population internally now and it's it's something that has been getting a lot of support and i'm seeing a lot of these these initiatives within other tech companies i mean google's tech exchange is an example amazon entertainment you know there are many kind of programs that are working on diversity hiring which i think inevitably will help with diversifying content in the long run so there's more we can do but i think there are are definitely trailblazers trying to make this happen at a grassroots level
0: well, it also sounds like you're one of those trailblazers, which is, um, again, just excellent, Rona. There's also literally no way that you haven't faced your own obstacles in terms of career pursuits or, or within the workplace. So just briefly, how, how do you deal with those when you do face obstacles, whether they're just obstacles because they're obstacles or they're obstacles more specifically because you're either a woman or a woman of color? How do you um, handle those um, and how do you think you're doing with that?
1: Yeah, that's a great question. It goes back to the community. Like I, my best friends are by rocks. So my best friends are actually in South Africa. So every other week or so, we'll have our quote unquote core women's group chat where we'll check in with each other and find out how we're doing in our personal lives, our professional lives. So I definitely suggest that you know people find their tribe, they find their community and really invest in those relationships that make them better. Because I, I honestly would don't know how I would have gone through the pandemic had I not had those check-ins with, with my girlfriends and my yoga sessions from time to time. So I definitely think that's a, a critical way of, of kind of getting perspective on the challenges you face is sometimes getting other points of view, whether it's through your family, through networks, through your, your work networks, et cetera, just leverage your community. When I'm stressed, I honestly take a break my work is very stressful. It's very demanding. We're in a, I'm at a startup in hyper growth mode. Naturally, you're always on naturally you're, you're working crazy hours, but if I need to just slow down and give myself a break to balance out, that's what I do. If I, if I, sometimes I don't work on weekends and I, i I'm totally okay with that. So yeah, I just try to give myself the balance when I need it. I really just try to investigate what's bothering me. Do I need to read something? Is there something I there a meditation that's due? Do I need to take a dance class? Like I, I ask myself questions all the time and try to check in. And I think that's the only way to figure out what's wrong is by listening to your body and your needs and trying to find solutions.
0: Well, that is great advice, Rona, and I think, you know, one that speaks to what a lot of women like you who are on amazing career paths do. As we close out on Aspiring Women, this has been just such a great conversation. Any last sort of advice that you might give other perhaps younger aspiring women who are looking to follow a similar career paths like yourself?
1: I would say it's really simple. Be yourself and believe in yourself. And I think it's time and time again, there are messages or you're you're maybe in in different environments where you feel like you're not enough, where you feel like you're not valued, where you feel like you need to adapt and do all this code switching and fit in. I I firmly disagree with that idea. I think one of the things that has gotten me from A to B to C is just having the confidence that anything I set my mind to, I I can achieve. Can achieve. It may not come out perfectly, but hey, there's a lesson in every failure, right? So I try to look at my glasses half full and never half empty. So that's just one thing I would say is believe, believe in yourself because if you don't believe in yourself, no one else will, right? So you have to start with you.
0: That is fantastic. All right. We have been on this episode of Inspiring Women. We have been speaking with Rona Matthew. Rona Matthew is a leading woman in marketing and entertainment. Rona, thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you, Lori. This has been an episode of Inspiring Women with Lori McGraw. Please subscribe, rate, and review. We are produced by Kate Cruz at Executive Podcast Solutions. More episodes can be found on inspiringwomen.show. I am Lori McGraw, and thank you for listening.